Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to a new year episode of the Plant Powered People podcast with your hosts, Michelle Kane and Tony Okamoto. Today, we have a really extra special guest. This is someone who's a dear friend of mine and also invaluable part of the World of Vegan team, Gina House, an individual who has seven bazillion interests and skills and talents and also a really inspiring story of health and wellness. And we're excited to talk to her today about that journey. She shares a whole slew of practical tips for wellness, for taking care of our bodies, our minds, loving ourselves, and really feeling good. And she shares how she totally blew away her doctor (laughs) and so much more. So we're excited to get into the episode. I am so grateful to have Gina on the podcast. She is such a kind person. And the fact that she was willing to spend an hour of her time with us makes me so grateful. I hope you enjoy this podcast episode as much as we do. And I did want to give a bit of a trigger warning. She does share her experience with weight loss. It is a big part of her story. And if you're struggling with weight loss or how you feel about your body. Just wanted to let you know in advance. Uh, But if you're feeling okay with it, please continue on. It is a really touching story and we hope you enjoy. A warm welcome to a new sponsor of the podcast, Vistro. Vistro is perfect to bring into your lives right now because it is the new year and everyone is setting their intentions for eating healthy and eating more plants. And They make it so convenient. And especially for those who are busy, I know I'm busy, Michelle's super busy, and we have the best intentions, but sometimes our lives don't meet up exactly with those intentions. The busyness gets the best of us. But now with Vistro, we can have the best of both worlds. We can be busy, live our lives, and have this healthy plant-based food available conveniently. Yeah. What Vistro is, it's a vegan meal meal delivery service where they will package up, prepare, package up fresh, delicious plant-based meals that are free from added preservatives. They're gluten-free, non-GMO, fresh, delicious. You choose a plan on their website. They cook it, they deliver it frozen, and you can pop it in the freezer for whenever you're ready for a meal. And then you just heat it up to enjoy it. A lot of times they'll have instructions for both microwave and baking. And I have known Vistro for many, many years. I am friends with the founder who I met at the Natural Products Expo way back when. And I've tried many, many dishes that they have on their site. They have a really amazing country fried chicken, but the chicken is vegan. They have red curry with tofu. They have Thai chicken stew and enchiladas, a whole bunch of different meals that you can choose from. So you can pack your freezer and be ready to go if you are ever in a pinch or just want an easy, healthy meal with almost all of the work done for you. And what's awesome is that you can give it a try without super hardcore commitment. They have the availability to skip or pause or cancel anytime. And then they also have a la carte options. So you can pick and choose exactly what you want and make sure that you're not getting sent something that you're not going to be eating. So check them out, vistro.com. And we'll put them on on the show notes at plantpoweredpodcast.com. Yes. And they're also a really great gift 
if you know anyone who's trying to eat healthy or who maybe just had a baby and needs some help or is having a really tough time in, in life and just could use some meals that are ready to go, you can just order it for them, have it shipped to their house. Or I know some people who have had aging parents. We talked about this in one of our podcast episodes, and they just sent them freezer meals so that they could have healthy plant-based meals to turn food to when you can't be there to cook for your loved ones who are aging. So lots of great options. Check out Bistro. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. Hi, Gina. Welcome to the Plant Powered People podcast. Hi, Tony. Hi, Michelle. It's great to see you guys or be with you guys. <laughs> we are excited to have you. Michelle and I have already talked you up big time in the intro, but I just love your radiant personality. You're so bright and you're, you have a cheery disposition. And I don't even know you personally. I just <laughs> see all of your kindness and thoughtfulness and just happiness being exuded all over the internet and feel like I want to know you better all the time. Oh, Tony, that means so much to me. You made me really happy. I, oh. I, try, I try to be very positive when I can. Well, we appreciate it. So where are you calling from right now? So I am in Londonderry, New Hampshire, in my husband's arcade room. <laughs> I've seen pictures. We'll try to include one in the show notes because it is quite impressive. Oh my gosh, he he would love that. He would it's love that. really, really <laughs> something. All right. So what brought you there? Are you from you said Londonberry? Yeah, Londonderry. Oh, Londonderry. Londonderry. What brought you to Londonderry? Well, I actually was born and grew up in Rhode Island. And then when I went to college, I went to WPI in Worcester Mass. And then um, that's where I met my husband. And then um, after that, he, and after we graduated, he got a job in New Hampshire. So we moved up here to New Hampshire and we've been here ever since. Very cool. And is your husband and family, are they uh, plant-based as well? No, actually, no one in my family is plant-based. Um, my husband's parents, they're, they've been vegetarian for a lot of years, probably over 20 years. But no, no one else, just me. And your parents, when you were growing up, did they feed you any plant-forward meals? Or was it, I know you're part Chinese, was it more cultural? Or was it standard American diet? What types of foods were you eating? I think it was a combination of both Ethnic meals, because like you said, my dad is Chinese, and so we had a lot of Chinese meals. And then my mom and my grandmother, who we live, who lived with us, she's Italian. So I kind of had really delicious meals on each side. So, and my parents both worked full time, and so we had to have a lot of convenience meals too, like quick things being made. But they did their absolute best to try to make as much of our meals like homemade. They just weren't very plant-based. It's funny that you you said that you had a combination, or it's interesting that you said you had a combination of foods in your home because that's how I grew up. My grandpa is full Japanese and my grandma is full Mexican. And we had the strangest things <laughs> pairing together at yeah. all times. We always had homemade tortillas. We always had white rice that oh steamed. <laughs> Those are things we always, always, always had in our house. And my grandpa ate a lot of tofu and my grandma ate a lot of rice and beans. So I understand what you're saying when you have like a blended household. Yes, that sounds so familiar. I mean, I just remember eating white rice with pretty much every meal and I still, I love it, but I can't eat it as much now. But 
white rice was, was definitely a staple. And then my grandmother made and my mom made a lot of delicious pasta meals and Italian meals. So it was kind of like one or the other. <laughs> Jeannie, your grandfather owned a restaurant, right? Yes, yes. My grandfather came over from China and I think first it was another kind of business. I'm not sure if it was a donut shop or something, but it was some other business. And then it became a Chinese restaurant. And then he brought my grandmother over from China and my dad's older brother. And then my dad was actually born here in America. And so they had that Chinese restaurant from when my dad was like very small and everyone in the family worked there, even my sister and I and my mom. Well, I can attest that all of the food surrounding you and your family has implanted itself in you because as <laughs> you do all of the food writing at World of Vegan and <laughs> you have such an incredible sense of what goes together well. I mean, not only do you develop recipes and share veganized family recipes, but I think it's so amazing reading the articles and just thinking, I never thought of like adding that to the dish. <laughs> I know. (laughs) Thank you. I think my mom and my grandma and my dad are all also very creative food wise. And so they definitely pass that that down to me. So I I really appreciate that. (laughs) We are uh, here in the new year and you have a really inspiring wellness journey that we'd love to hear more about. And we think our audience would will be really inspired. So can you first walk us through maybe right before you became plant-based where you were in life and then talk a little bit about your transition. Okay, sure. So in my 20s, this was a way before, like I didn't become plant-based and vegan or even vegan and about until about, I think I was 43. So that was about five years ago. And before that, I was severely obese and very unhealthy. And just mostly, I think, because I didn't love myself and or take care of myself or put myself first in any way. And so I think a lot of a lot of where I was health-wise was really difficult because I just wasn't taking care of myself. I had really bad migraines, high blood pressure, asthma, then my liver started to become kind of I'm not sure what uh, I think I started having fatty liver disease, so and a lot of those type of illnesses ran like run in my family. So at that point, I was just really anxious, depressed, really obese, and really ready for a change. And in the past, I had done a lot of dieting with different programs and losing some weight and then gaining it all back and, you know, that horrible yo-yo dieting. And I was just, I really wanted to change my life like completely and my highest weight, like I'm not even 5'1", and I was at my highest weight, 280 pounds, just to give you an idea. So in total now, I've lost actually over 150 pounds in the past couple years. Between 2019 and 2020, I actually lost 100 pounds that year, just going completely plant-based and mostly raw. You are the healthiest eater that I know. <laughs> you give me health inspiration almost every day. And I am I send you all these recipes to write about that are not necessarily the most health forward recipes. And you do an amazing job. But you're like, I'm actually sitting here eating my really healthy salad with my, in my garden. <laughs> well, um, how did that go? Like, just the thought of embarking on. A, a change in the way that you're eating is difficult and hard, but also 
almost impossible to maintain over time. And so I'm curious just what your experience was like with food, with changing up what you ate and with feeling better. Did you start to like feel better? And did that encourage you to keep going? Oh, yeah. So yeah. So the first part, um, I'm able to write those articles and everything because I have had those foods before generally, or if I do make the recipes, I usually have my husband, I make it for my husband and then I like taste it. So thank you. Thanks to Ian, because if it wasn't for him, I really wouldn't be able to do as good of a job writing about recipes that I don't really eat very often. Um, So he is awesome and supportive. (laughs) But yeah, the sometimes it's, it's, well, the whole journey has been, to me, looking back, it seems really fast, but my husband always reminds me that it actually took a long time to get to the place I am now. So, and I'm, I just want to tell everyone that I am not perfect and I definitely have like raw chocolate now and then, or not even raw, like vegan chocolate sometime. And like, if I'm out, I'll have like for a vacation, we might stop and get a vegan ice cream. So I'm not I try my best on a daily basis to be like 80% raw. And then the rest of the time, if it's a special occasion, I'll allow myself to have something because I found that like if you don't have some sort of balance in your life, it's very easy to go back and just eat whatever you want again. That's not healthy for you. <laughs> and so for my for my health, when I started becoming plant-based, I noticed a huge, huge difference right away because first to transition into veganism, I ate mostly packaged foods because that's what I thought would be the easiest. And it it did make it easy to transition from not, not being vegan to being vegan, but that did include lots of extra, like trans fats and salt and chemicals from processed food. So it did help me to become vegan, but then I wasn't really healthy. And I actually gained 20 pounds when I first became vegan. So, but then after that, when I started to become plant-based, it was so amazing. Like was also simple, a lot simpler than I thought. So instead of having to worry about expensive packaged foods and things I had to go and get, it was just like, oh, I can just have an apple or a piece of fruit or cut up vegetables or, you know, a baked potato. Like to me, the simpler things are, the easier they are. And so going plant-based really changed how I ate and how I thought about life and actually reduced a lot of the stress I had about being vegan. And then when I became raw, it was hard at first because you have to buy a lot of fruit frequently and vegetables frequently because they they go quickly and they don't stay fresh as long. But um, when I ate more raw foods, I couldn't believe the changes in my body. It it was incredible. My eyes became whiter, which I never thought was a thing that could happen. Um, and I got rid of my asthma. My blood pressure went completely to normal. I almost eliminated all of my migraine headaches. I got rid of all of my allergies. And if you had known me when I was younger, I used to get allergy shots and I used to like use an entire box of tissues like every week. And now I don't have allergies at all. I just couldn't believe the physical changes in my body, the the more fresh fruit and vegetables that I ate. And like one other thing that really surprised me was that, and this is kind of weird, I only have to put on deodorant like every three days. <laughs> and 
it's such a cool thing. And I always like wonder how come I'm, you know, how come I don't smell sometimes? And it's, it's funny, but also really fun. Oh my gosh, Gina. My husband actually sent me an article because I don't wear deodorant and I don't smell. I don't have a, a smell. <laughs> I don't have a smell. And it turns out that many Asian people were not born with the bacteria in their bodies that creates that body odor. And I don't know the exact science on it, but I was really fascinated when reading the article. So I will send it over to you. That's really interesting. I mean, I feel like though, before I went vegan and plant-based, when I was going from conventional deodorants to natural deodorants, I feel like I smelled a lot though. (laughs) I feel like like I smelled extraordinarily bad. (laughs) We all have that like stepping into the hippie lifestyle and being like the first sign that you're trying, trying to like be healthier as a person is you're like, you switched your deodorant to the kind that doesn't have aluminum, didn't you? (laughs) And like at that time I started wearing Birkenstocks and I am like, I'm like a girly girl type of person. And so my husband was joking with me because he was calling me a hippie because I was wearing Birkenstocks. I was becoming vegan and it it was just all this really strange stuff. That's really not me, but it, but it's all the things that I really like appreciate and wanted to change in my life. So if that makes any sense, but. That totally makes sense. I believe we all evolve over time. And it's really nice that your husband is supportive of all the changes that you're making in your life and will even be a taste tester to your vegan food. (laughs) He he really loves when I have to make a recipe for work or from your cookbook, Tony, or the Friendly Vegan Cookbook. He is he is so happy to try any and all things out because he's he loves food. So He's also made some guest appearances and some videos, and I always appreciate his shirts. <laughs> he has a really uh, fun sense of style. Oh, my goodness. I have like two. He has like three to four drawers full of those T-shirts, and I do the Marie Kondo folding for him. So they're actually really beautiful, like his drawers. <laughs> that is awesome. That needs to be its own YouTube undrawing. Oh <laughs> oh Gina, you mentioned that you had some pretty significant health changes. Your eyes are whiter. You smell better. (laughs) (laughs) The world is brighter around you. Can you tell us a little bit about how long that took? I know people right now are trying Veganuary. They are just trying to be a little bit more intentional about what they're putting in their bodies. And I am wondering if you could share exactly what that process was like for you and how long it took to start seeing change? Yeah. So I would say that the year that I started becoming plant-based, that made a lot of health changes in my body, like the lowering of the like blood pressure and like all of those things and actually eliminating oil and reducing my fat intake to 10%. Also, I got rid of all the cystic acne that I'd had for, oh my gosh, since I was you know, 12 years old. (laughs) So it completely got rid of that without any facial creams or doing anything different, just eating better food and a lot less fat. So that took about a year or so. But then it only took when I went completely raw, I would say it only took three months to see a huge difference. And that's when I saw the difference in my eyes and uh, my skin and so many re- like really small things that I, like I wish I could remember now, but just 
eating completely raw fruits and vegetables for three full months. I mean, that to me has been a little bit difficult to sustain because I live in such a cold climate. So I try to do my best to eat completely raw or as much raw as I can. But unless you live in a tropical climate, I think it's really hard to be completely 100% raw, or at least for me anyway. But I think that once I upped my raw foods to 80%, that's when I started seeing the huge differences like physically as well as like, I would say emotionally too. And that only took like three months. When you say emotionally, what do you mean? I still struggle sometimes with anxiety. And so when I'm eating mostly raw, I would say my anxiety levels definitely decrease. I definitely do a lot of exercising and fun activity, but sometimes that doesn't, for some reason, doesn't always help me with my anxiety. But I feel like foods that I eat seem to affect me more, especially I've eliminated caffeine from my diet and I've eliminated salt and sugar. I think that those things really helped my anxiety a lot more than some of the other things I was trying to do because I'd been meditating in the morning and exercising. And for some reason, the food plus those things seemed to help a lot more with my anxious feelings. (laughs) When you started down this path, did you seek assistance from your doctor or did you read books or how did you get the information that led you to where you are? Yeah. So I think, I think the first thing, I love reading books. And so I think one of the first books that I read, I think it was one of Dr. Neil Barnard's books. And I just loved his practical but easygoing kind of caring tone of voice in his books. And then that kind of spurred me to watch YouTube videos. And I'm not joking when I say that World of Vegan was kept me vegan for those first like two or three years where I had no one around me who was vegan, no friends that were vegan. And so Michelle, your your channel is what kept me going not only through like seeing you and how how you and Tony were so encouraging and supportive and fun and just making me feel like not guilty if I made a mistake or just encouraged me to keep going. So watching um, World of Vegan was like the biggest part of my journey. And then from your channel, I watched documentaries, especially like I started with, I think, Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead. And then I watched Forks Over Knives and Cowspiracy and Vegucated. And like all of those were so inspiring to me. So between the YouTube channel and reading books, and then I also read like later on Dr. Greger's books and The China Study and Dr. McDougall's books, between reading books and YouTube and World of Vegan. That's how I <laughs> that's how I stayed vegan, but I didn't really have my doctor's support. I only told her afterwards, and she was extremely happy and also supportive and also really surprised and asked me a lot of questions (laughs) when I went for my checkup. Well, first of all, thank you for saying all those nice things, Gina. (laughs) It really, like, I'm nearly in tears over here because that's that was the whole impetus of me starting work online was to be a resource and a friend for people who felt alone. 
and who didn't have a network of people around them. So it's not often that you actually hear from people, <laughs> like that people are watching on the other end and that it had an impact, but that just warms my heart so much. And I'm so glad that that you reached out and we were able to connect. And now here we are working together every day. <laughs> I know. So cool. it's It's like a dream come true. And it's not an exaggeration when I say that you and World of Vegan and Tony were like my support group. Even though you guys didn't know me, like I felt like I'd known you for three full years, watching your videos every week and reading the blog posts and just feeling like I knew I had at least two friends who didn't know me, but who were there for me if I needed it. And, um, like I can't, I can't thank you enough for starting all of that because I, I don't think I would be where I am right now without your channel and the two of you and my husband and my family support. <laughs> thank you, Gina. That's so kind. We didn't talk about this yet, but the reason we know Gina is because when Michelle, and correct me if I'm wrong, but when Michelle was pregnant with Graham, Gina reached out to Michelle and knitted him a gift. That is the kindest, sweetest, thoughtful thing anyone could do. She said, I've been so touched by your channel. I know you're having a baby. I would like to knit you with my own two hands, uh, (laughs) an outfit for your baby. And uh, from there, she started collaborating with Michelle Moore and now works doing a lot of content creation for World of Vegan, which is incredible. And if you go to World of Vegan's YouTube channel, you'll see really great videos that she's done. And if you go to worldofvegan.com, she writes articles and shares recipes there as well. And even a knitting guide. You went from knitting (laughs) something for Graham, which you made sure to highlight, like, I even used vegan yarn, which a lot of people (laughs) don't even know what that is. And now there's a knitting guide that I know a lot of people write in often saying how helpful it is. So yeah, amazing. I'm so glad we all connected, Gina. I know. It's it, like working with you guys is like a dream come true. I I just I feel like I feel like this is some kind of like TV show that I'm <laughs> that I'm awesome. I'm like, how can this be real? <laughs> And also so cool that you got to go back to your doctor. Like, I'm sorry that you didn't have the support of that from the beginning, or I guess it's just you felt empowered to navigate it on your own, which is really cool. That's just the person that you are. Also, for those listening, Jeannie, you have literally every side hobby imaginable. <laughs> like, I feel like, wait, can you just list some of them? Okay. <laughs> I'm- yeah. I mean, I started off teaching yoga because yoga was a hobby. And then I loved hula hooping. So I became a certified yoga, I mean, hula hoop instructor. And I also do watercolor painting. I knit. I'm also a knitwear designer. I now am doing stickers. I used to do cross stitch. Like I'm just a very curious person that likes creating, I guess. And what's your degree in? Mathematics. (laughs) (laughs) I just think you're such a fascinating human being. And just, yeah, true, truly, every time I'm like, this specific thing, Gina's like, oh yeah, I've done that in my, in my life. <laughs> it's so cool. But anyway, that you were able to go back to your doctor and be this example of what changing the food that you eat and becoming more active or anything else that you did in the after, after the fact is so cool. I'd love to hear more about your doctor's reaction and if, if you've stayed in touch over time or if they've express any curiosity and being able to share that with other patients of theirs? Oh, yeah. I'm Just to say, like, the doctor that I have is, she's very, very nice. And it's not like I didn't think that she would argue with me or be, um, or not be 
encouraging about going on a plant-based diet. I just really wanted to try it out on my own and just and just see how I liked it and how it would work with my life. So I decided to just do it on my own and then go back to the doctor. And she was she was so amazed because, you know, when I'd go in and I couldn't breathe or my blood pressure was really high, she really did her best to not just always give me medication, but she did she she did really try to be encouraging like with me as a person and try to figure out, you know, what would help. But she was like blown away. She couldn't believe how much weight I had lost. And she asked me a lot of questions about what I did differently, what kind of foods I was eating, what kind of exercise I was doing with it. I told her about World of Vegan website. And I also told her about some of the books that I had read that really helped me, especially like the China study, which is a very scientific-based book. So it's not just here's some recipes to try. So I hope that she maybe shared that with other patients or maybe suggested that sort of change to to other patients who are having similar health issues as I was. That's really cool that you're able to show that example. So you have incorporated all of these healthy lifestyle changes and you mentioned that your family hasn't decided to join this journey with you, but your husband is supportive. What about the rest of your family? I know that we hear from people all the time whose children may not be on board or who live in a community that is smaller and doesn't have people who are aware of the lifestyle or even accommodating of the lifestyle. So how did it go? Like, What were the more practical application parts like in your life? Yeah. Well, I would say that even though my family, my immediate family, my two kids and my husband, that they're not vegan, I would say that they're a lot healthier. My youngest son, he he just lost 60 pounds himself. And he, though he's not vegan or vegetarian, he reduced his dairy and meat by, I'd say, more than half. And I think that really helped him to lose weight. And my daughter as well, she lost a lot of weight also Taking, I think she's taken out all dairy and gotten rid of her allergies from that and also reduced her, her meat consumption. And so I think that even though my family has not become vegan and they don't like want that label or anything, or they don't want to be plant-based, I think that seeing what I'm eating and seeing how healthy and good I've been feeling, I think it's changed their diets too and how they look at food. So that's a really positive part of that journey for me and my extended family, they still all do eat kind of the standard American diet, though I think my mom and dad are now becoming a little bit more interested in plant-based and I've sent them both of your cookbooks and they're definitely willing to try, try new recipes. And when I come down, they've always been really supportive about either me bringing my own food or my mom will have a huge salad ready for me or potatoes or my dad will make me like a stir like a chinese stir fry without any meat in it so i think they're definitely really supportive um especially since they've seen how happy i am and how much healthier i am so maybe eventually i'll i'll get everybody on board i'm not giving up <laughs> that's so wonderful i'm really happy to hear that you're having this experience and that your family is accommodating and supportive. And for anyone who is just stepping into the new year, feeling like, oh my gosh, where do I start? What do I do? 
Can you share some really positive advice, things that I know that consuming media really helped you, but what are the really practical things that they can apply to their lives today? Okay. So I have, I do have definite practical tips. And so do you want me to give you tips for weight loss or for veganism or both? (laughs) Just what tips you apply to your life to just take on wellness (laughs) in general. Like we're focused on wellness here. We want people to feel good. And I like that you feel not good, not only good physically, but emotionally as well. So anything that you can provide to our audience so that they can feel better in 2022 would be (laughs) awesome. All right. So I think that my first advice would be for anyone is to practice loving yourself more. And I thought it was like so kooky to give yourself a hug, but like, you know, during the pandemic, like that, that's sometimes what I had to do to give myself a hug, but really be patient and good to yourself and do something nice for yourself every day. That was the biggest thing that started off everything is to just, it's hard to be motivated to get your health better when you don't feel good about yourself or you don't like yourself. So liking yourself and loving yourself is to me like the first most important thing. And so doing one thing that makes you happy or brings you joy every day, even if it's only for like five or 10 minutes, that is my first thing. Then I would say drinking a lot of water and that's, and it really helps to drink some water like before meals. If you're an emotional eater like me, if you drink a couple of glasses of water, like an hour or so or whatever before you eat, it really helps to cut down on emotional eating um, and helps to keep you hydrated. So I, I found that to be really helpful for me. And then also planning. If like I, I, I'm a very, I try to be a very organized person or I think I'm organized like by nature. And so planning my meals at least even a day before, if like five days ahead is just too much for you, just plan on what you're going to eat the next day. That really helped me a lot. Even just making a rough outline of what I'd want in my salad or what kind of fruit or fruit smoothie I wanted to make, that really helped me a lot. And then I would say add instead of thinking about what you can't have. Because when you think about adding more, it's a more positive feeling. And so uh, make a list of all of your favorite like plant and like fruits and vegetables and plant foods that you love and just decide that you're going to add those into the diet that you already have. So even if you can't give up like cheese or milk or chicken or something, just try to add two to three servings extra of fruits or vegetables a day. And that's going to if you eat those first, it's going to really help you to cut down on the things that are less healthy for you. And I think that's an, a nice positive way to think about it instead of, oh, I can't eat this anymore and I can't eat that anymore. And then another thing that really helped me was watching documentaries. Watching on World of Vegan, you can we have a whole list of documentaries that you can watch. And I think watching that like like one a month or one a week or as often as you want really helped me to get a better idea of not only how I wanted to start eating or what I wanted to to release from my life it just helped to keep me motivated and then another thing that helped was to go 
really simple because I feel like sometimes I'm overwhelmed by all new recipes and, oh no, I don't have that ingredient or I don't have the time to make that. I say go as simple as possible. Like for a meal, just have, if you're just starting to become vegan or plant-based, just have like a bowl of vegan-friendly cereal or oatmeal or overnight oats with some fruit and plant milk, or just have some cut up vegetables and some hummus or rice and beans or a stir fry and a potato or rice. Just the simpler that you can make your food during the day, the easier it is and the less the less stress you put on yourself. The other thing that really helped was just to take some time before I start eating to just close my eyes and take some deep breaths. I mean, Sometimes we're in such a rush to eat that you just kind of gobble things down or eat things while you're watching or reading something, and then you're not really paying attention that you're eating. And when I do pay attention, I not only feel like my digestion is much better, but that I get fuller quicker. And that really helped me to stop the cycle of overeating by really being mindful of what I was putting in my mouth at the time and just going slow. These are such great recommendations and practices that I want to start implementing in my own life. Each one of these things that you said, I was like checking off in my head. Nope, not drinking (laughs) enough water. Oops, literally just ate five things in the fridge. I couldn't even tell you what they are because I wasn't paying attention. (laughs) And even planning your meals more. That's something that I neglect doing often. And it leads me to just not having a healthful healthful meal. And that 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 relays to my family and my kid as well. So like all of these things I think are such great practices. And, and I do think they are called practices because it is not easy to integrate and probably not something that you could say, okay, I'm going to starting tomorrow, do all of these things because it, it it is a lot. So how did that kind of over time work its way into regular practice in your life? Yeah, Michelle, that is so true because sometimes it's overwhelming to have this whole list of things that you you really want to do or you're motivated to do, but you're like, I can't, how can I possibly do all the stuff and make all these changes at once? It's too overwhelming. So I just tried to implement one, like I made a list of 10 things and then I tried to do one new, like I, I added one thing to my routine per week or if I felt like I wasn't quite there yet, I'd give it two or three weeks. Like um, it, It's t- like totally personal and up to you. But when I first started drinking like water as soon as I got up in the morning, and it made me, it was almost like, I never drank coffee, but I did drink tea to try to wake up. But drinking like water in the morning does to me the same thing. And so that took you know a week or so to get used to doing that. And then just small things like that where I eliminated oil from my diet, which helped my skin so much. That took a long time too. But I think if you have a list and you give yourself like maybe six months or a whole year to incorporate all of these little practices, you can just start slowly and do them like one or two weeks at a time. And every time you accomplish something, it's just like another star. Like I literally will give myself a star or my husband will give me like a little golden star for like every time that like I feel like I've accomplished something and I'm really proud of it and it really it really keeps me going. So like you shouldn't feel like you have to be perfect right from the very start because that'll be really 
overwhelming and upsetting if you can't keep that sort of level of enthusiasm and motivation up. But I think if you go slow with yourself and you really give yourself enough time that you'll very slowly get the exact practice that you want for your daily life and your health will just like improve like all of a sudden and you'll be like, what did I do? And it's all the things you've just done in the past that have added up to that day that you realize. Yeah, that's such a great point. And it it really is all about habits and habits are something that build and change and evolve over time. And we can let ourselves fall into habits that may not be beneficial for us, or we can actively try and practice and build habits that are beneficial for us. I know a couple of years, I, I didn't do this last year, but maybe I'll start doing it again. I started doing this habit tracker system. I used oh, pen and yeah. paper for my to-do list. So at each week at the bottom, I draw out this little habit tracker chart, which had little seven little slots for each day. And then each column was like, drink water, read for 10 minutes, go on a walk outside or literally go outside because I'm such a hermit. They were little little things and that none of them were too overwhelming. And I never held myself to, I don't think, maybe there were a couple of days where literally everything got checked off, but I didn't hold myself to that. But I would be able to see as a visual reminder, every time I looked at my to-do list, which was multiple times a day, that those were there. And if I had five minutes here or there, I could go and check them off. And it was so helpful to build those habits. I did find them building and falling off, building and falling off, building and falling off yeah. the same yeah. way that like, I'm sure anyone who's ever worked out, it, like you, no one has ever worked out consistently their whole life. It just doesn't <laughs> go like that. Same thing for eating healthy, same thing for anything. Like there's just going to be periods where there, it feels like it's flowing and periods where it feels like it's a struggle. But I think the habit tracker can be really helpful. And there's also a lot of books on habit, like atomic habits. It's just becoming really popular now, all these different books on building habits. And I read some of them and I found it really fascinating. Things like something about brushing your teeth and how the reason that they have you brush your teeth twice a day is because if you don't, you're not going to do it at all at all or something like that. It's kind of like, yeah, I, I... There's a technique called habit bundling, which mm-hmm. I I have definitely used where I pair something I think is not healthy with something that is healthy or something that I'm already doing. And that 100% helps. Like I try not to watch too much videos or movies or whatever so that I can stay away from the computer more. But I would save my favorite YouTube videos and and watch those while I was running or exercising or doing something else so that you're getting a habit in or you're doing something to help motivate yourself with something you're already doing. Or if like wh- when you're brushing your teeth, you can take some deep breaths either before or after. And that's a way to get in a little bit of like slow breathing or like meditation. You just bring one thing in with something else that's already going on. And I think that's, that's really helpful. I actually read uh, Atomic Habits recently per the suggestion of another guest on our podcast this season, Whitney Lawrenson. She recommended Atomic Habits in our mastermind group. And it was really, it was really helpful to know that habits don't have to be these huge things that that are, I'm going to go to the gym for one hour every day, five days a week. (laughs) Instead, it can be for one minute a day, I'm going to do push-ups at my house while I'm listening to a podcast. It can be these small victories that lead to something greater over time. And I feel like that's how my journey with plant-based has been as well. 
I didn't become vegan overnight. It was something that was really gradual for me. And through lots of small victories, I continued to build upon it and feel really comfortable with my lifestyle change that was gradual. Also is like sequence is it is a helpful tool with habits, which I never thought of before, but not only like bundling two habits together, but building a sequence. I know there was this app, I can't remember what it was called, but the cell phone app that I downloaded at one point, which was a habit builder. And it would loop at a certain time every morning to help you build sort of a morning routine. And it would pop up the thing that you do. Maybe it's drink a glass of or, or pour yourself a glass of water. And then it's, you know, read for five minutes. You set the habits but it has you do them in the same sequence every morning. And then you get to click them off or give yourself a star, give yourself a little jingle when it's done. So you get that little dose of dopamine or reward, even just like wash the dishes in the sink. <laughs> like if you put it in a sequence so that your body and your mind gets used to that pathway, it can make it feel so much easier over time. I love that idea. I I mean, and I'm all for giving yourself like a little reward for the smallest things because sometimes those smallest things really add up to something big. I mean, not only for your health, but also for your emotional health too, for your physical and emotional health. And I think small things always add up. So I think giving yourself a star or a little present or something like that is is really worthwhile. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. Well, we are nearing the end of our of our recording session for today and I'm hoping that you'll feel comfortable giving some people some powerful words of advice to start their new year. All right, I oh, <laughs> I should have written this down. I would just say I'm a huge proponent for giving yourself a break and just being good to yourself and loving yourself because I I feel like a lot of people who have health troubles or like in any way or who are trying to transition from eating meat, like eating a standard American diet to trying to eat healthier, a lot of times it's because you're just not liking yourself and you just can't get the motivation to really care about your health or what you're doing. And I think if you start doing things for yourself that make you happy and saying nice things to yourself and treating yourself like you would treat like your child or your best friend, someone you love so much. And then using that as a motivation to really do something to change your health for the better. And just starting with really small steps like more water, more fruits and vegetables, going outside for just a few minutes every day to take a really quick walk, you'll find that just really small things like that will add up to more motivation to make bigger changes in your life that are for the positive. And I think it really starts with how you feel about yourself. And that's how it's helped me. I had to start there because starting with just um, changing my diet um, sometimes doesn't help. But for me, going vegan was I wanted to reduce or you know, do my my part to try not to have animal suffering in the world because I just the thought of that just kills my heart. And so I use that as my motivation and also, you know, wanting to change my health for the better and be nicer to myself. And those things together really help to keep me going. So I just think just be good to yourself, love yourself, take it slow. And from then on, you'll really get more motivation to keep going and changing your life for the better. Just be patient. (laughs) That is so 
beautiful. And Gina, it really breaks my heart every time I hear someone who doesn't love themselves because it, it is just, I love them, you know, like I just, (laughs) oftentimes you'll look at me, you'll be like, how, but you're such an incredible, beautiful person. If you could tell yourself when you were feeling that way, like now, if you could say some words to yourself and really be heard, what would you tell yourself? I would say it's, I would tell myself, it's okay that even if you regret choices you've made in the past that you regret or things that you missed out on and didn't do and wish you did, and you don't, like at that point, I didn't really like myself. I would say, I would say to myself, you know, you are a worthy and wonderful person who's really trying your best and don't give up. And, um, you know, I love you self. (laughs) I wish I could tell, I wish I could tell my younger self that. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing your story and for helping us inspire people in the new year. I'm really grateful. Again, I think that you're just such a kind person and more of you out in the world is better for everyone. If if anyone's interested in finding more about what you write, what you eat, where can they find you? I'm at Instagram at Gina House. And also I have a website, uh, uh, GinaHouse.net, but I'm mostly on Instagram or Facebook. So Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Gina, and hope you have a good new year. Thank you so much, Tony and Michelle, for having me on the podcast. It's meant so much to me. And I really hope that some of the things that I've said will motivate or at least make people think about starting their health journey this year and being better to themselves, both physically and emotionally, because I think everybody really deserves to be loved and to love themselves and give yourself a chance with the plant-based diet. It's really, truly life-changing. All right. And next up, we have, you know them by now. You hopefully love them by now. Better Than Bouillon, a bouillon condensed spreadable soup base, but that can also be used in all sorts of different kitchen applications or cooking applications. This is an essential as we step into the new year to keep your super healthy food super tasty and to keep you wanting to keep going on with eating lots of veggies. And you already know we are all about meal planning right now. We're in the meal plan challenge and uh, the plant-based meal plan is what we're all about. And we have a ton of soups in there. And what we love about incorporating more soups is that you can pack them hardcore with veggies and grains and lentils and flippies and all of the good whole food plant-based ingredients and flavor them simply with adding some bouillon. Uh, Better than bouillon is the best option. It packs it with flavor and makes it really, really, really simple to have uh, some complexity to your simple soup. Yeah. Again, you can look out for flavors, like the different flavors that they have for their bouillon that are vegan. They have a seasoned vegetable, roasted garlic, sauteed onion, organic seasoned vegetable, mushroom, no beef, and no chicken, which is one of our favorites. It is easily available at most stores and you know how much we love them. Tony and I have both been using Better Than Bouillon. I remember when I first discovered them, it was maybe a decade ago and my a recipe that I was making called for bouillon, I had never used any bouillon before. And so we got Better Than Bouillon at the store and it was actually life-changing for me. I fell in love with soups. I fell in love with the ease of being able to cook healthy meals loaded with veggies. 
it was just ever since then has been in my pantry. So thank you so much better than bouillon. And for all those listening, if you want to check them out and you haven't found them in stores, be sure to visit their website at betterthanbouillon.com. I've said it bunch throughout this episode. Gina is such a nice person with such a good heart. And I feel like it especially comes out when she's sharing her tips and talking about her family. And I feel like not only does she give her big of herself a big hug, but she also gives me a big hug. I know. It, Gina's one of my favorite people to talk to for that reason. I just feel calmed and loved. <laughs> And Gina has also told me many times how she's interested in mentoring people. So I really do encourage you to reach out to her through Instagram or you can reach out to her through her World of Vegan email. Contact us at World of Vegan and just say this message is for Gina and we can totally pass it on. And I know she just really wants to be supportive and pay it forward and helping other people along their plant power journeys. So big thank you, Gina. And I know she shared a lot in this episode and she's going to be sharing even more resources to support resources that were helpful to her and still are helpful to her as she rocks through her plant-based life. So we'll be including all of that in the show notes at plantpoweredpodcast.com where you can also find all of our past episodes. We've got a lot now. (laughs) And I know most of you are probably already subscribed on Apple Podcasts, but you might not know, we also have a podcast email list where Tony and I do so much beyond just our podcast episodes. And we share emails now and then with updates about all of our things that we do in other arenas. So if you're interested, you can head to plantpoweredpodcast.com and just drop your email there. And we can't wait to talk to you in your email. Plus, you'll get fun little emails about the latest episodes and our our featured guests and, and other resources that we have for you. And of course, if you want to support us on Patreon, that is always welcomed and appreciated. That is at patreon.com slash plantpowered people. And thank you so much again for listening. Happy New Year to you and your loved ones. And we will talk to you in the next one. Bye. Bye. Thanks again to our sponsors, Vistro and Better Than Bouillon. They are both essential in making a very, very easy January happen in your life. Bistro, again, has frozen meals that are made with helpful ingredients and delivered to your doorstep. And Better Than Bouillon, of course, is going to make meal prep a cinch. Definitely check them out, vistro.com and betterthanbouillon.com. We will include those in the show notes.